I turned to the ocean. For when I went to her and asked, what did she want to be called when I could not use the name that the lost people had given her that became so popular and sits upon maps? I said, what's your name? She said, call me mother. Mm. And then she said, and remember, it's all one ocean. This one planet, this one water planet, this one home that we share. Enjoying and savoring in this moment the ringing, this like the bells tolling of our our synchronized wombs. You can hear them being <laughs> with one another. Mm. So I ask beloved wisdom to bless our bodies and minds, our words the technology that which you have dreamed us into weaving together and sharing with this world that you do so now with us and let us surrender ideas and agendas mm. and become available to your sweet nourishing and restorative inspiration and guidance Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Caller Podcast. I want to invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment for people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together. I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out, and I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey.
Welcome, beloved listeners, to Medicine Caller. I am your host. They call me Sophia Wiseone. I am deeply grateful to be with you today. I'm coming to you from my Moon Lodge practice, and it's a medicine. It's a medicine moon time, meaning it wasn't scheduled in rhythm. It came after a profound weekend of healings. And my deep body wisdom said, I can help you integrate this and, mm. uh, and shed, begin to shed. I have a very precious and potent being with me today to share with and to share with you. And I invite you to just take a moment and just like, what do we do here on Medicine Caller? We remember ourselves and we do that together and we drink from the well of remembering. So just take a few breaths and give yourself permission to receive and hear and be fed in this time, be it by your own memory, your own insight, by a word, a wisdom or an inspiration that comes out of one of us. However it comes to you, perhaps outside of you, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're lying down, wherever you're walking, completely out there, a synchronistic reflection of what you need. May this time bring that to you. And give yourself permission to just to get it, to take it in and receive it. <sighs> Dana Klepper-Smith is a writer, a ritual performer, an embodied awareness facilitator from New Mexico, USA, which is where we met, and is currently living in Bern, Switzerland. Drawing on a background in therapy and a healing journey of over a decade of deep process work and learning with many wisdom keepers. She facilitates both individual and group exploration in remembering body, earth, and each other. She believes in the ancient and rising wisdom of sacred embodiment, that it is not only a personal or group process, but also key to our species remembering ourselves as part of Gaia, living earth, and restoring balance on a global scale. Darling, precious, magnificent being, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you. So happy. I'm so happy to be here. You know, you've been doing these myth dance uh, ceremonies in person and now in this time, you know, virtually. And so often you come out of them with such information, such potent information. And when I read one and heard one of your poems, I thought, all the tingles and all the feels and said oh this like let me let me let me share this medicine with more people so I'm so grateful you said yes I'm so grateful for your medicine for your walk for your sharing for your teaching and facilitating and your being here so I don't know if there's anything that you want to (laughs) say I just want to like give you a moment to just yeah I would love to say a few words about the present time. I often feel in the myth dance journey like it's a weaving of 
the past and the present and the future. So it's like these old stories and we're dancing them and embodying them and living into them in the present, but we're also weaving new stories for the future. And I just want to take a moment and acknowledge this profound present time that we all find ourselves in this time of deep transformation and that we all hold medicine that we all hold wisdom and a thread to weave this transformation together and yeah, it's an honor to be here to share some of these words that have come through with you. So thank you. Thank you. I, this The image of the bridge has been coming to many of us for a long time. And the it's in me in this moment, it's like the length of the bridge has gotten very much shorter than it was just right now in this moment it was this like long bridge and now it's like here's the bridge here's where we were here's crossing and here's where we're going and it's like almost Mm -hmm. it's like it's I can it's like I can touch I can touch all three it's such a place of choice I can I can really with a few steps I can be in 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 (sighs) all of those places yeah and the invitation to, it's, I get this image of the sweep, this like blessing sweep of all of the past and now the blessing sweep of the bridge. And to me, over and over again, the summoning of like, stand, stand cross, stand on the side, stand here with an open embrace, stand here, be the call, stand here, be the embodiment, stand here, walk here, live here, build here, mm. build here. Build build here so those crossing have somewhere to land those crossing have have a place to to build a place to live a place to know a place to see a place to recognize to be called to be um, the builders of that home yeah Mm. here we stand on this bridge (laughs) yeah Lay lay one on us. Give us a poem if you would. Would you, darling? I would love to. Mm. Yeah. I will start with the most recent poem. And this is from the myth of Pandora's box. And before I begin to give this poem, I invite you to feel your body. And to feel your connection to life, whatever that means to you. And to listen from that place.
What if the fall of man becomes the great release when we remember, surrender, and fall to our knees? The scent of earth. What if Pandora's box becomes creation's heart, opening itself to the womb of the dark? There is a remembering in these caves. What if the demons remember themselves as bearers of light when you simply choose to see them with your purest sight? Remember how to see in the dark. We are the revolution, evolution's spiral dreaming with blue jewel wings of hope which fan the fire of our being. What if you give all of your gifts completely to this deepest will? And we meet in the wild garden, still growing in each of us. Eat the fruit. Yet remember the truth of your roots, dear one. What if the bindings we believed become courageous curiosity where together we set free our most authentic luminosity. What if we welcome the opening of the great unknown? where perhaps even the gods have not been shown what magic awaits us. Yes. <laughs> yes. So in this journey of the myth dance, we together embody the telling myths and we move through this space embodying these myths 
And there's a certain point in the journey, usually kind of at a climax in the story, when I stop speaking the myth and and the journey continues to unfold however it unfolds for people. And it's a it's an individual journey. It's a journey that we're weaving together. Our journeys are all interweaving, and it's also this connection to the collective unfolding and weaving. And in this in this particular myth dance, the opening of Pandora's box or Pandora's jar, it was a reflection of these times. So all of this shadow, all of this uncertainty or pain or resistance or unknown um i guess the unknown is more like a bridge but <laughs> the shadow surf this the shadows surfacing from this place um it's the end of the golden age of man and it's the surfacing of the shadow to make it visible becomes visible and at the bottom of this jar, after all of this death and destruction and greed and war and all of all of this darkness is released into the world, there's this one remaining being, this little blue jeweled winged um, fairy or sprite called Hope. And yeah it felt it felt in the journey for me like this opening of the box or the jar was like an opening of the heart of creation and somehow even though we find ourselves facing so much pain like i'm feeling this in my own life in my own journey but i'm also seeing it and feeling it around me and hearing it from people it's it was this feeling in the myth dance like oh but this is part of creation opening its heart and there was also this feeling of I have no idea where that goes uh -huh. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means and it was this feeling like that's the way it's meant to be and that and that maybe even the gods or the like this um omniscient um like the universal omniscience doesn't even know and that we're all in this big unknown i mean i feel it i feel it stepping into this journey this talk with you too like stepping into this unknown place um, but trusting that there's magic, there's magic unfolding, mm. there's magic under the surface of the pain, trusting that. Yeah. And I'm curious what you feel, what you feel in the words and mm. what you feel right now. I have been told in this time in my practice 
again and again when I would go to use my um, like visioning practices, my co-creative um, manifestation um, practices, because I would go and I had nothing. I couldn't picture a thing. I was like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I want. I don't know what. I, I couldn't even imagine. There was, and it wasn't like there was nothing to imagine. It was like I couldn't imagine it, and I had I had concern about that, and so I kept taking that to my practice, mm. and uh, and I kept getting the same information when I took that question of like I. I can't see it. Like, is that my own pain and my own depression? That's just the weight in me. That's that's um, dampening my ability to feel my creative spirit. There was definitely a part of that in the in the times. What I've been told, and what I have felt, told from my cells and told from outside. Right. This 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 continuity of of divinity is that what is coming is foundationally unimaginable to the previous self. And that that's true. That that's true. That I couldn't imagine it because I am undergoing such a profound transformation Mm -hmm. that I couldn't see I like vibrationally I think about how um how certain things can't exist in certain fields like there are certain I just think about this is going to sound a little extreme but like a laser right like a laser goes through something and it just eviscerates it like it it, whatever was there previously can't exist when the laser is there at the same time because the vibrations don't match right and so this process of like shifting so foundationally that I, and it feels so simple and it's come to me so simple and I'm wondering why it's feeling caught right now in the sharing. So I want to slow down and see Mm. how I want to say this. Maybe I'll say it a little bit like how I was told, which is that when you come through this, Sophia, you will be so shifted and so changed that you will think differently. You will feel differently. You will experience differently and you will dream and want and desire and process so differently. And from that place, you will build, you will dream, you will imagine, you will want, you will desire. And until you get to that place, you can't fathom what she's going to fathom. You can't. Like you can't, that's not a problem. That's holy. That's just actual. That's just what it is. That's not yours to fathom. And in fact, being in that unknown, being in that open, being in that crack. And right now, it's like I say this with like such profound humbleness, like a a grateful grovel. (laughs) I'm in a grateful grovel that I am beginning to on a daily basis just in a matter of days that I'm in right now, I am her. I am beginning to get images and visions and understanding and vibrational experiences and knowing 
that um, their their glimpses, they're steady and they're real. And they are, they have the elements of the dreams of me 15 years ago. 20 years ago as a, as a babe, right? Like all the things that I've always wanted are there. I always wanted to sing. Singing is definitely here, right? Like that's there. So there's this continuity of the thread, but how it's getting woven, that is like, put it down, like put down the weaving. That's the, let it out of the box. I've been weaving this web. I have this spider web that I work with. That's a like 14 foot spider web Mm. that I'm out of a ancestral quilt that, um, I shredded in ceremony. That was my spider queen initiation and I've been weaving it and I've woven it into webs. And then the beautiful thing about webs are they break. And so I'll lay it out, it'll get rained on and then I'll do ceremony on it and things will get ripped and, and, and then I'll, and I'll, it'll slowly get ripped and then I reweave it. And right now it's in, it's in rest. It's in this gather. I've gathered it all up and there's this there's a time for shredding there's a time for letting it rip there's a time for gathering the material and holding it and there's a time for weaving and those are all um whole times mm. and right now i'm in the time of 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 gathered i have the gathered material it was um the last time I kind of wrapped it up it has it's really it's beautifully tattered was just really it really got lived in in its last in its last out and so it's really it's ready to be woven anew to really have it be and yet huge parts of it remained intact and that feels very accurate too like it's Mm -hmm. the whole thing wasn't tattered but sections were and so this process of being like that is where i am right now right the 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 glimpses that are true are true and there's this beautiful thing that happens when i'm sewing it and when i'm weaving it which is and i i which is that i can feel the potency of the practice so it's like very when i get distracted i often like poke myself with a needle or like i rip something you know like it really keeps me you know in check or i'll have this moment of being like i'll have a thought and i'll go i don't want to weave that into the web and then i undo the Mm because my mind wanders you know and i'm just like oh that's like an insecure manipulative controlling pattern thought and that's not the that's not the web of home that I'm looking to create for myself so then I undo that right I undercut it with my knife and I undo that and I come back to my center and I come back to my prayers or I come back to my vision or my quiet right my contentment yeah. um, so those are those are those are the things I would love to ask you a question ask <clears throat> so there's this there's this theme in what you're saying. I'm hearing this like alignment to this new Sophia or this mm-hmm. new vibration mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. um, transformed self. And I wonder if you sense that, like for instance, as you're weaving this web and you're kind of undoing it when you're feeling not quite aligned with with where you're feeling called. Do you feel like in general right now in your life, like life is intensifying the reflections of where you're not aligned 
and where you are aligned because I'm I'm feeling this so much right now yeah absolutely absolutely that um yeah absolutely yes yes that is absolutely my experience that place of um I I also have been referring to this time as um cupping the patriarchy so like cupping um like a the ancient medicinal practice of like pulling suction cups on the body and pulling up and 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 that what we're experiencing is the petechia. It looks like bruising, but bruising is broken capillaries and petechia is just the flooding of the tissue of blood. And so it looks like everything's broken, um, but most of the time it's not, they're not actually broken vessels. It just, and it's the, the often you know, everything has this very wide gray zone and there's always a chance that it's the opposite of what we're saying knowing that's true often the darker (laughs) the darker kind of richer more tender stronger the petechia shows up the more congestion there was and Mm -hmm. so you can put two cups like you know put them down have the same amount of suction and one comes up on the body dark purple covered you know maybe it even has like a blood blister right like it just like totally comes up and the other one same amount of time, same amount of pressure, goes down, it's a little pink. <laughs> Three hours later, it's quiet. It's settled. It filled with blood and then it drained the blood. And the petechia is when an area fills with blood, but the area is so congested that it has to work to um, it has to work to clear it. And that we're in this time where it's we're, we're getting cupped. And so the places, we're getting that same pressure everywhere. And the places where it flows, what happens is it creates this massive wave of circulation, right? Like that part of me that didn't turn purple still got massive amounts of circulation. It feels great. <laughs> it's flowing better than ever, right? Like it's that, that's that magnetism, mm-hmm. that flow, that function, that like miracle on miracle on miracle. Um, absolutely. Yes. My life is just like this hilarious um, miracle on miracle, abundance, prosperity. Like, are you kidding me? Did you just say that? Did you just see that? Like, what is <laughs> happening? Where are we going? Like, what a dreamscape. Magic. magic. Just magic, magic. Fast, fast. Having a conversation 30 seconds later, running into something. Just like that level of magic on full, just like full whoosh, you know? And in that same, um, in that same full power, when it hits those places that are not in alignment, that are not functioning, that are not where I want to be, it's that same force that's just like, it's just like smacking. And, uh, mm. and in that, I, I have used the word brutal um, in, in the healing um, has, has had a brutality to it. Uh, and that's not... I don't use that lightly now because for me it's been um, emotionally or energetically or um, imprint wise and yet on the manifested level there's been a huge amount of gentleness and ease and privilege and grace and blessing and miracle and at the same time this world outside the micro macro emotionally I've had the most extreme pain and depression and suicidal ideation and why am I here and I don't want to be in my body and I don't want to be on this planet and I don't want to be here I've had that those extreme experiences consciously Um, and we're seeing that outside of us that collective is having the same question that same and and experiencing um, the brutality of what it is to increase the pressure 
just think about the amount of violence that's happening right now and that in many ways it's not some of the violence is increasing and some of it is just we're hearing about it more but to understand that the violence is brutal and hearing about violence is also brutal and so there is an increase like we we are we are hurt it's it's healing it's better to be in truth. That is the pathway. It's not like, oh, it's brutal, which means we should like stop talking about the violence that's happening. Like, no, like the brutality inside myself of saying like, you know, it doesn't mean I turn away from those aching parts. I turn toward them, towards them. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's not excruciating or devastating or um, takes everything that I thought I had and then beyond, like the miracle to get me to yeah. and through. I feel this. Mm. Yeah, and one of the things I'm I'm feeling when I'm listening to you is this flow of the life force. Mm. And the life force coming in so many forms, the miracles and the brutality and the mm. and the rage and the and the abundance and I feel like the life force wants to flow. Right. Things want to open. The heart of creation wants to open. Pandora's box is, it wants to be opened. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm digging for hope. I'm digging for trust. Yeah. And it's there. It's there. I keep saying it's you just there. drop that taproot. Like, and every time I had this experience, I was living somewhere and I was so exhausted and I was so grateful to be living somewhere. I had this invitation. It was, again, this miracle invitation of like, come to this beautiful house on this beautiful land with this beautiful pool. And I was like, yes, I accept. I absolutely expect, accept. And then we were doing all this ceremony. The land, um, uh, the house was built you know, a couple hundred years ago was built by enslaved people. And so we were doing all this ceremony on the earth and in the building, honoring and asking any spirits and asking ancestors, like, you know, saying like, you know, no, I don't, we don't have any reason to believe that anyone's acknowledged the fact that like, that's fucked up, (laughs) like it's fucked up. And your work and your labor is everything that we're on top of right now. How do we heal and mend this? So, so we're in that we're in that medicine that was like the, it was living in that space i was resting and rejuvenating by the pool and i was on my hands and knees like in deep listening of the ancestral uh weave that we're going through like that that those of us who are awake to it are are i think we're i mean we're all going through it and those of us that are awake to it right now are very consciously showing up to this and then that invitation shifted on very short notice and was like you actually don't get to live here. And I spent about three days in my like really tending that um, this aching pain of like you can't trust anyone, you can't trust anything, like you can't let down. There's like, you know, like I just panic. Where am I going? What am I doing? Like, you know, just and aching and having it come from this place that was this very deep ache, like eviction and um and just having having this moment and yet 
those feelings were coming up, but I was really actually, and I was amazed with my own self in that way, just really holding that. I'm like, okay, so I'm being asked to move and I trust. And like, I could feel the tendrils of my root system that had started to reach to attach to things that are not really the thing. And so the the gift of saying like, oh, thank you, and pulling those tendrils back in or letting them go and dropping my taproot way deeper, way deeper past a house, way deeper past an invitation, deeper past a person, deeper past money, deeper mm-hmm. past um, even right that that prayer or that what do I want, what am I going to manifest clarity, deeper past all of that. And it was another surge of 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 cultivating that like what am I trusting where is my home and just like draw and I did it was like it grew that taproot like 10 times like it was like I took all that energy and just like I had to just like shot it way down you know it was just like okay like coming in and here I am I don't know a week and a half later or so after that transition changed and I have a steadiness in my being that is like I said, these past few days, I, I am arriving in this place and I recognize that even that surge of life force that changed, right? It helped hone this alignment of, of, mm. of where, what I'm rooting into. And that also is in your poem, like this rooting, like we're rooting into something different. And I use the description um, of my foundation crumbling <laughs> a lot of uh, – uh, my own personal kind of foundation crumbling and that I was not interested in rebuilding it. I was interested in clearing the rubble and finding the foundation that was underneath it. The like the real, the one that was not crumbled when, when that life force comes through and, and crushes everything. Right. Like what is that? And, uh, I'm, I'm, and that's alive. You know, I'm learning, I'm learning that. I just had another round of just like deepening that. And, and from that place, that taproot, that well, that, that it's just one ocean, mama, earth, like, like we're a water planet. Like we're a water planet. We think about being earth and how earth is like an earth planet. Like we're a water planet. We're water. Mm. We're a water <laughs> planet. We're a water planet. And what is it to ground into that? Like, I think that's a great example of like, it's unfathomable because when you think being grounded in earth is being grounded and then realize that being grounded in earth means being grounded in water. Like, what happens if you root in water? You imagine differently. I have. I ha- it's, changed, it's changed my heart. I received this um, message over a year and a half ago now where I was in a moon lodge and I was in this journey and and, and mo- the earth, Mother Earth came to me and said, would you like to come to the heart of the earth? And I said, yes. And I was taken down to this molten core and then I was like kind of like taken to the side and taken into the center and it was water. Yeah. And I was like, and I felt it move through my being. I was like, this changes everything. Mm. Changes everything in ways that I won't, and I didn't talk about it for weeks 
And then I only shared it with my closest like medicine practitioners for months. I just sat with it and I just felt it change my understanding of the heart of the planet. We're a water planet. We're a water planet. And uh, I have this this joke with my apprentices where I say, am I doing it for the children or am I doing it for the water? And they say, it's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. And I don't even think I totally understand what I'm saying when I say that, you know, like it's what that really means, how true, how true it is. Like I know it's true, but I don't know how and I don't totally know why. And so it's like that letting that letting it work me, letting these insights um, change me. And so, yeah. I wonder, I wonder too, if it's, if it's both earth and water. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this, this flow of the life force, this is like the water. And, and also there's a, there's a certain density and the places that are not the places that are kind of like strata of totally I don't know layers or ancestry or whatever the layers are it's like this this density that's also becoming visible Uh as as the life force flows through it and I would love to share that the current myth dance which I'm actually just after this podcast going to work on with the drummers is the tree of life, Mm. the Yggdrasil, it's a Norse myth. And in this myth at the roots, the, the, the deep roots of this tree, there are these three deep roots that spiral into the earth. And at the base of each root is water. It's this sacred well, and and this tree of life is nourished. It it's alive from this sacred well, and yeah, these life giving waters, this flow of life, and yeah. I say something. Please say something. So the other thing is, in traditional Chinese medicine, um, they refer to the womb as the second heart, that people who have wombs have two hearts. The womb is a heart, and um, then the heart is a heart. And uh, I for those who don't totally understand this and aren't privy to all my notions and understandings of this, everyone has a womb. You have a physical womb, you have an energetic womb, and it can be inside your body or outside your body. Everybody has a womb. So everybody has two hearts. And this notion of of the two hearts and so often when i go have gone back to that image like really that going back into the being shown the heart of the earth being water and then also having this understanding of this molten core and this water and so this notion of the earth having two hearts ah in the same way that like we have two hearts and the way in which they're not they're not separated like the, I just think of even like the way that it's mirrored physiologically, the way that the, um, the nerve innervations go from the cervix into the heart and the, mm-hmm. the, like all of these ways in which they are linked and the vitality of the heart, the vitality of the womb, th- this interchange, the rhythm, the blood 
right? That they're, that they flow, that they bring in, that they let out. Um, just, I mean, it just kind of keeps going and going and going. And so that there's this like the, like I'm getting it with that spiral dance, that notion of like being shown something and letting it be true until you really understand it. And then you get like the next piece of truth that's not contrary, that's like additional, right? And so it's like this like the heart of the earth is water and how I just needed to walk with that for a long time. And then it's like the heart of the earth is she has two hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah. And also feeling going back to this Pandora's box myth, this opening heart of creation mm. and, and everything becoming visible. It's also like this opening womb of creation. Yeah. I'm also feeling this and feeling phew, the awakening comes in many forms. I'm feeling it sexually too, this this benevolence and this and this remembrance of a prayerful sexuality. Not that it's not erotic or not um it, yeah, expansive in experience, but like this there's something really important here, I feel, about the remembrance or and or the weaving of a new story of a prayerful sexuality and using this life force, using and channeling this life force for all. And I would love to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> um, uh, I have so much to say about this. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have another podcast called Temple Erotica and Stories of Sacred Sexuality. And this came out of this understanding and this reclamation of one of the mantles of my many lifetimes as being a sexual priestess. And integrating that into this time and this and this way, and understanding that um, huh. <laughs> our our sexuality, our generative erotic self, is a power tool. It is a a, a power plant. It is a, a like what's the it is massive it's a massive amount of power it is a massive amount of power and so um to be able to it's a fire hose <laughs> to be able to navigate that power with care and respect there's a certain amount of diligence training understanding awareness presence being um skills that we need to be in in respectful, conscious, constructive relationship with that amount of power. You can really hurt things with a fire hose. You can like knock down trees, you can damage cars, <laughs> like you can break windows, like you can, you know, and you can also do am amazing things. And that's true with any great power, right? Mm -hmm. Let's give it up for Spider-Man right? This is with great power comes great responsibility. And so one of the things that I've, because I've also had a couple experiences, I've had many experiences and many of us have who are like, who are medicine callers in any way where we like have a lover and we think it's like this sweet new romance. And then this like profound healing happens for them while we're in the middle of like having a sweet casual time. And like, it's like sexy. And then it like gets real, real, you know, like super real, real. And we're like in the deep, the deep places. 
and I had this experience um, in the past couple of years when I was revisiting my sexuality where I, I deeply grieved that experience because I, I understood that I didn't want to be the sexual priestess consort healer. I didn't want to use my body didn't want to be the body to merge and do sexual healing through sex. And um, what I began to realize is that part of what I'm, I'm carrying in this time is the preparation and the training for people before you start using those skills in sex with a, with a partner, right? with, a, with mm. a consensual partner or partners. Like how it is that you navigate ceremony and prayer and creative life force in your body or in a collective. What is the pre, during, post, post 72 hours, post three weeks, post three months, post nine months? These are real timelines when we're talking about using potent creative life force, right? Like this is the same life force that creates a human being that can exist for 90 years. <laughs> in one moment you have one moment and then there's a and then there's a growing and then there's a release of a being that can exist for a century and understanding that 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 is just one in just one one like i just, how how do i make something so huge it's like put it into context that it becomes minuscule like that's the potency of of being consciously in the co-creative like full flowing life force talk about fluids right like what is it to be have those fluids moving that life force that ex, like the energetic the um electromagnetic the ele- electric the uh biophysical the chemical the fluids the you know, the fertilization of all of these fluids that our body puts out. And what is it to then do all of that with your own self and then add another partner or add four partners or do it in, in inside a sp- all of these things. These are incredibly important things because they're incredibly effective and powerful. Incredibly effective and powerful. I um, actually say sometimes the reason I got married to my ex-wife was because we did a Beltane ceremony that – uh, was so intense and so massive and so beyond our really knowing how to navigate that medicine that we had to get married. <laughs> but it was like we had to get married to to complete it. Like there, yeah. it was so we had to do an cool. we had to do an entire marriage, like a wedding and a marriage and four years of marriage. Like you know, in the, even the four years of marriage, it's like that that four years is a common medicine, um, a medicine initiation cycle. Four years is. It, it comes up in, in many traditions and in many times a, a walk takes four years. So it's, you know, it really held this, um, it, it held this piece. Like we opened a Pandora's box and then we were like, how are we ever going to get through this? Like we opened this together. How do we get through it? And so having that understanding now of like, okay, how do I want to do that so that I'm not like, whoopsie daisy, now we need to get married. Even though like, really this is like, a di- we, we're doing a different thing than maybe like a, a, a lifelong, you know, so navigating all of that. So with just so much love and respect. Thank you for walking with me. And um, and yeah, so that's like all of those things. And the other thing that I want to say about this is when I, when I first decided to launch Temple Erotica, I was um, – my libido was, how shall one say, mm, weeping. 
it was, it was, yeah, weeping. It was in deep grief. My, my libido was in deep grief. And so I was like, I don't want to tell sexy stories with like a partner or like multiple people in this like whole other thing. I was like, I, I, my heart doesn't, I, I don't, I, I can't. And, um, but, and I, I felt really called and I had this moment where I was like, ah, yes, Sophia. That's because the first six stories you will tell will not involve a second person. You will tell stories of sacred sexuality that have to do with one's own being in their own eros. Even um, and the first uh, the first one is a pleasure ceremony. So there's like other pe- there's like other people in this space, but there's no there's no um, like physical consort. There's no other partner to the there's no physical other partner in that way. And so no one else touching the body and other than the divine life force, which is all things. So, um, so this, and it was, and what I realized when I got that message was that was because that's what I needed. I needed those initiations. I needed those initiations. And I said, if I know the, if I need those initiations, other people also need those initiations. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what it is. So I, so I believe that – so I love what you're talking about. Like we're re- reweaving these stories and I'm telling these stories and I get very nervous before I record them. And then um, and then I, off, I have deep medicine after I record them and share them for my own self because I'm, I'm telling these stories and, um, and I'm gathering the courage to remember and remember um, – to create new memories, to remember the future, to go into the future and then to have it be a memory, to go into the past and to bring it into the present. And so this, these, these timeline collapses of what it is to go into the many lifetimes of being initiated and trained in um, mystery schools and as a, as a practitioner in many lineages. And what is it for me to go... Um, in in other directions of the many the many time directions and and remember and to just be for me I drop into a place and I just I just gather the courage to just tell a story that my that my sacred sexuality wants to know is true to remember a story that's that's true and uh so I think it's hugely important because the other thing to remember is that it has been one of the major tools of destruction and um, and brutality. And yeah. so it needs to be reclaimed and the stories need to be told differently. Um, I have a talk that I do sometimes called Broadcasting Sex, um, Needed, Vital, and Risky. And I... One second... And the understanding that we are changing the narratives so that we can change our story. And I, I use a term sometimes as not history, not herstory, but arstory. O-U-R-S-T-O-R-Y. Arstory. We're creating arstory now ours it's our story so Mm. so what is our story 
And to me, our story is one where our sexuality and our creativity is not defined by an external partner. It is a, a unity and a knowledge and a power and a presence in our own being that then in that powered, connected, uh, educated, um, a strong, there's a strength that comes in that, um, that then we can meet one another. We can choose to share that. And, and from there, then what does partnership or teamwork, what is one partner or five partners or ceremony partners when, when, we, jo- when we come together strong in our being, mm. what we make together is always way beyond um, what we can do on our own. This is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. My father mm-hmm. said to me the other day, he said, uh, he said, you know, he's my, oh, he's funny, he's a funny guy. And he's like, he's like, you know, uh, what all of us know is always more than what one of us knows. What all of us knows is always more than what one of us knows. And when, when we're in a place of knowing that is strong, clear, safe, well, whole, when that's the knowing that we have and that's what we bring together, then we are knowing collectively something that is that that is the un, right that's the unfathomable unimaginable and yet that which we are imagining that which we are dreaming that's what we are pulling through that we do that we that we do know that we know so deeply and desperately that we will demolish all things else because there's something mm-hmm. in us there's a ringing that knows that it it's coming from a bell in so many ways, I feel like there's a ringing and I'm looking for the bell. <laughs> it's like, I know it's there. Like, I don't know what the bell looks like, but I know what it sounds like. And so I can go towards something. And if it's not it, if it's not, if that's not the sound coming from the bell of, of the well, whole, strong, uh, erotic, safe, gorgeous, healed bell, then I change directions. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes moving towards that bell, I'm finding, ah, I feel so deeply devoted to this, so deeply devoted to moving towards this bell. And part of this is just facing the dark stuff. Excruciating is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And having this trust that it's it's not one or the other. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. One of the things that I didn't say that I thought when that image came to mind was like, and when I go in that direction and it's not, it's not the bell, it's like I change directions. And before I do that, I leave offerings and I bless the path and I bless whatever bell that other sound, whatever thing that other thing is coming from, like – you know, being in that. And one of my, one of mm. my principles is that if something appears contrary, that is indicating a place of healing needed in me. Yeah. Always. If it's creating, if it's creating a story of opposition of this or this, then that's a place where I'm, 
I'm creating a divide and there isn't a divide. There's this continuity of even if we're at the edges, if we are at the edges of consciousness, of expanding consciousness, and so we are creating and unfolding from this place. Um, it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. So. One of the things I'm so curious about is how everything can change in an instant. <sighs> and like, for instance, the rage can be opened to and I had this experience in the forest recently where I was these bugs were crawling on me I was laying on the forest and feeling these creepy crawlies and started feeling anger like anger has been a theme for me lately a lot of anger surfacing and I welcomed it and what happened when I welcomed this life force is that it turned into ecstasy and I almost had an orgasm from these bugs crawling on my body <laughs> and just this yeah this wondering of what happens when we change our perspective what happens when we open to um the, really just the energy of the life force what happens when we bring mm. this open heart or this open womb to um the uncomfortable stuff or what happens even when the perspective shifts like mysteriously in an instant and we have no idea how it happens so yeah anything anything to share on this instantaneous mm -hmm. shift that it's i mean everything is what comes to mind so like 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 what what is what happens everything happens and in many ways the ability to um, open to the shift is the thing that we train for. When I talk about like training, when I talk about um, the skills, that we can't make the shift, but we can allow the shift. And that it, mm. that is what we can train for. That is what mm. we can become adept and, um, and incredibly um, good at like excellent at is is that ability to um to transmute and that the elements that go into that first and foremost from every direction is acceptance yeah always always and that rage is the ecstatic life force demanding something that has been ignored to be recognized mm. Yeah, I feel this. I feel this. Wow. So we must become available to those spontaneous shifts because we're getting so much information through our path, old pathways. And the information is accurate and what we do with it like that's that perspective shift is like we get the information in the doors that we have open and then what we do with that information do we send it back out the doors that they came in I got angry and now I'm sending anger back out 
Or do I get the information of anger and say, thank you for that information, accept it into my system, right? And I say that and I'm like, and I literally, it's like, I literally wrote a book, <laughs> literally wrote a book with 195 different practices. There's a mil, I mean, there's limitless ways in how you do that, how you accept it in, receive the information and then have, have a new perspective from it. And that, yeah. that is the that is the evolution and that is the wisdom and that's the emotional wisdom and that's the that's the hmm, I don't know. Tra- yeah. Something about all of that. So that's that's just one I mean, that's just one piece of what you talk about in that. Um yeah. And the other thing that comes to mind for me is that when I first moved this summer, when I moved to this land and I would go outside and sit in the grass. When I first would go out, I would get so like squeamish about the bugs and like the grass and like, and I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm pretty like nature girl. So like, you know, I was like, I would notice that, you know, but I noticed that every day I went out, it irritated me less and that I was more at home in this environment and that it was, you know, and, and I think that again, it, it's a, in a, there was an acceptance of like, I didn't go out and fight that when I went outside, there were bugs every day, right? Um, I did yeah. find the ways that I was comfortable and would make choices so that I was more comfortable and then would sit on the edges of where I was comfortable or uncomfortable. Like, did I want to brush the ant off my leg? Like, no, I want to let the ant like take a walk, you know? It's like when it starts to like walk like way up into my genitals, am I going to like brush it off? Because like, it's bothering me like I am you know three weeks later do I let it walk farther up my thigh before it bothers me yeah and does it turn around and walk the other way sometimes right like all of those things there's there's something about that patience and curiosity and repetition and being in a landscape that we say we want that is like unfamiliar or uncomfortable that then creates an open pathway of like sitting out there and doing my practice and looking down and seeing a spider had walked up my leg, walked up my body, walked across my face, and that I was like, thank you for the spider blessings. And that I was grateful. I felt really blessed and really safe. That was weeks into my practicing outside, you know. Um, That being said, the day before I left, a very, very big spider (laughs) climbed off of a tree onto me and walked up my leg and onto my arm and I was like I was uh I was like okay you can get I like you know I didn't freak out I didn't knock it off but I did like I I did invite it I was like and you can get off of me using this thing now you know so like having our edges that I didn't make that a problem you know I'm not like I'm a spider queen I have to love every spider I ever come across it's like I can be edgy about it and I can feel scared and not crush the spider I can feel scared and that's the strength that's what I'm talking about that strong when I'm strong I can be patient and kind in a moment to be considerate of myself and that which I'm interacting with so that that's what I wanted to say about that I love you (laughs) (laughs) you know what I also feel I would love to read the spider woman poem take us out with read us too do whatever you want to do I'm ready for more poems. I'm ready to wrap up. This was epic. This was epic. I love this. Thank you. Read whatever you want. I'm like so happy right now. I like hit. A, I just like I had my. I just like hit a bliss point. I just like broke a sweat and like, yeah. T- I just I started to touch my face. Like you know, 
uh <laughs> what is my my uh my sister-in-law says primal primal um primal sex signs which is like when you touch your own hair or like touch your lips or primal pleasure signs when you like do things that show that like you're feeling good you know so I just did like three of them I feel really good I feel really good I feel really open I'd love to hear some poetry you can read one or two or whatever I'm ready to lean back look let's start with spider woman because this I feel flows from your spider story and then if there's another one that wants to be read I'll read it excellent So again, taking a breath. And feeling your roots. The spiral into the sacred life-giving waters of the sacred wells the heart of the earth. May these words be like the sacred well waters nourishing you. From the void she spins rainbow strands and weaves herself into being. Smiling, spinning, singing, she weaves. She weaves the creation song. Beneath the deep, purple ocean of sky. We become shaped by her many long black legs, dancing, dreaming, drawing out the threads from her silk-coated belly. Yellow-washed sky and she sings, she sings, she sings of our stories and of our power and of our joy. She weaves us all together, even as we let go. Oh, that web anchored among stars and roots and lovers shines brilliantly, blinding her. Yet her eyes are many. Embers of yearning kindle night. New pathways blaze across a reddening sky. And she calls, she calls, she calls, sing with me. Sing with me. 
Sing with me. Unraveling. Unknown. And unearthed. We come to root the creation song. So may we all, with our many threads of wisdom, weave together in our creation song from our open heart, from our open womb, the blooming life force flowing from these sacred waters, from this sacred earth. And let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh my gosh. So good. I have a song that really wants to come play with us here. Yeah. Why did you come here? 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 Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Why did you come here? 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 Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Why did you come here? 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 Don't back down, not now, not now, 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 don't back 
down, not now, not now, don't back down. Why did you come here? 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 Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweet schmuckums, my dear, dear beloveds, walking and listening wherever you are. Take a moment and just let my voice bless you. Bless where you are. Let me join you there and give thanks for your breath, for your body, for the place where you stand, for the earth, for this water planet that you're on, for this beating song that is in the cosmos. Bless you. You know why you came here. Let's keep going. We are totally in this together. Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. I love you all. Be well. Take care, everyone. gorgeous one. Thank you. I want to take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I want to remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com, or find me on Instagram, at sophiawiseone, and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. 
And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.